Hello and welcome back to the True Blue Sporting Podcast. It's time to preview what will be round 12 in the NRL season, almost halfway through the competition, and it has flown by. Um, This is where the cream rises to the top and leaves those who will be um, fighting out for the bottom half of the eight and in the bottom eight. So this is where we really find out who are title contenders in this middle part of the season. Origin is not far away. The first buy round only in a couple of weeks. So these games are really crucial to set yourself up this season. It starts off on Thursday night with the Newcastle Knights up against the Brisbane Broncos at McDonald Jones Stadium. And a really interesting contest, this one for me. Anthony Milford, he returns um, to the NRL against his former side. It's funny how that has happened. I mean, he's making his debut for Newcastle today. Adam Reynolds is out. Um, and now I think that's a massive loss for Brisbane. Everyone's been talking about, including myself, how good Adam Reynolds has been for this side. Um, he's really taking this side by the scruff of the neck, really leading them around the park, showing the young guys how it's done. Um, and without him, I just don't know whether they'll have that composure on the field. Ezra Mann comes in for his NRL debut. Um, but they're just going to, for me, they're just going to miss the composure of Reynolds. Um, Reynolds, he's been in fantastic form. Uh, not only what he's doing uh, with his kicking game, but his ball playing is fantastic. He's setting up the likes of Cobo, um, who's been in fantastic form. And that's um, because of the way that Adam Reynolds is playing. But I hope that it turns, um, I'm, hoping for, I'm hoping for Brisbane that it'll, it'll be very similar to what happened with Manly last year. They started the season without Turbo. Um, Turbo came back. He then missed a couple of games at the back end of the year. And Manly weren't as affected as they were in round one because the players around them had confidence. I think there's finally, for the first time in 18 months, confidence in the room in Brisbane, um, confidence in their performances, confidence in the way that they're playing and trust in the systems which are in place by the coach, Kevin Walters, because uh, they've been able to see it produce results. So I'm hoping for Brisbane that they have that. And the players left are still quality pay players. Carrigan's there. I believe Haas is back this week. Um, you know, so their engine room's there, and then they've got the strike of Stags and Coppo on the edge. I think Oates has been very good um, this season. I think he makes um, a return to the Origin Arena. He's been fantastic. So it's really, um, I think this is a really critical game for Brisbane, to, for us um, as a rugby league community to know where they're at um, in terms of will they be able to continue and move forward um, in this competition if Adam Reynolds isn't there? Um, because if they can get a win today, get the confidence of getting a result um, without Reynolds and really move into uh, what will be a very exciting back end of the season for those fans. Uh, We look at the other side of the coin, Newcastle Knights. um, They just scraped a win against the Bulldogs. They weren't overly impressive. Um, But the thing which is really getting me, not excited about Newcastle, but gets me on board with the way Newcastle are going at the minute. Um, They haven't been... Obviously, this was their first win in something like seven games. So they haven't been going really well, but I think their forwards have been um, improving game by game. The likes of Daniel Saifidi, but specifically David Clemmer. I think David Clemmer has been in fantastic form over the past three weeks. I think he was probably Newcastle's best player against the Bulldogs at Magic Round. Um, So I really hope that these guys continue to move forward. Personally, I'm going to tip Newcastle in this one. Yes, it's a bit controversial and it's a bit of an upset, but I think... The confidence of getting in the win in Magic Realm, the ability to come home, and Adam Reynolds' Broncos. I think they get Brisbane at the right time. I think they get them on a short. It's a short turnaround. Um, you know, you played on Friday, you come back on Thursday, you get the game you, um, early. You don't have to think about it. You can roll into the with the momentum. I think Milford comes back in. He doesn't star, but he does his job. Um, and Kalen Ponga does what he does. 
I think Ponga, I said last week on the podcast that Caelan Ponga will stand up. He's just one of those players that stands up when the game's on the line. One of those players that stands up in a pressure moment in a big game. And it was magic ground, as I said. And he really stood up and took the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, that try, try um, he ducked down the left side of the field. He got a four and three. He hit um, uh, Bradman Best with a beautiful long ball. Uh, and Bradman Best set up Andrew Lee. So that is really telling to where Caelan Pong is at. Him taking the ball and going at a short side is fantastic for the Newcastle Knights because that is the, how they attack. Um, that is how they attack when they are playing some very good football. Kalen Ponga just strips short sides um, to pieces, and don't be surprised if that occurs on Thursday night because I think um, Newcastle can really get the job done here. I I don't know what it is. I've just got a feeling that they can go home. Um, I think it's the fact that it's at home. If it was in Brisbane, I'd be leaning toward Brisbane even without Reynolds. Reynolds is just too big of a loss for me. Um, I think Newcastle, although they scraped to a win, they got the win, they got the two points, and that could be what kickstarts them on a little run. So in this one, I am going to tip Newcastle um, to get the job over the Broncos. Now we move on to the first game on the Friday night. It's the West Tigers up against the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, and what a week it has been for Canterbury. They haven't been able to escape the media, and this started with Trent Barrett walking up and quitting his job at the Canterbury Bulldogs as the head coach, keyword quitting, he left, he decided to leave. I think it was more of a jump before he was pushed by the Canterbury board. A lot of rumours that the sacking was coming. Um, so Barrett looked to keep his integrity in check and um, leave before he was sacked. Um, but it's opened up a week of turmoil. Gus has been in the media um, talking about what's going on, yet we still can't and we still don't get an understanding of what's going on. It has been the most misconstrued uh, week. Uh, stories left, right, and centre about what's going on. Players leaving the day after. It's been an absolute mess at the Canterbury Bulldogs. They played, trained about once this week. They didn't train on Monday. They sent the players home on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, they came back to training for Wednesday, Thursday, captain's run, and the captain's run on Thursday. It's just been an absolute week of turmoil. So what do we honestly expect from the Bulldogs? To be frank, I think we expect a pretty flat performance. In these games, when you when you sack a coach, you want a reaction out of the squad, and I think they will get a reaction in the first 20. The first 20, they've really got to get go out there and really set the tone of this game because uh, they allow Tigers, the Tigers to get on a run and move down the field. Keep in mind, they're coming up against the Tigers. Could you imagine if they were coming up against the likes of Penrith or Melbourne in this game? Like, I think the fact that they've got the Tigers is a really good opportunity for them to put a performance together. Um, but I still think they've got to come out in that first 20 minutes and be really intense and then hold that intensity. Because the thing when play, when teams play off emotion after a coach has been sacked or a week in the media, they can start really well, start well, and then they start to teeter towards the end of the half. If they start well, then they've got to go on with it and then start again in the second half. So there's all good with having energy in the squad, and energy in the performance, but if it just tapers off, then there's it's not going to be um, it's not going to contribute to victories. So they're going to have to come out and be really intent and be up for the whole game. I, I think as soon as a moment goes against them, we will get to see what we expect from the dogs. I don't think they'll lie down in the. I don't think they'll lie down, but I just think I think it's natural when you're coming up against emotion, you start strong, and then who knows what will happen, and then the game will unfold. But I think we should expect the Bulldogs to come out hard. Don't be surprised if they 
um, you know, score a couple of tries in the first 20 minutes or something like that. Um, and they're just really there for the game. And we'll see where their mindset out as I think with their kick chase um, and their ability to defend in transition. I think that's been the most critical thing for me with watching the Bulldogs. I think I watch the Bulldogs, I sit there and go, look, they don't have the flair that other teams have, but they don't have the, f- it doesn't seem like they have the football knowledge to really match it with other teams in the competition. So there are times where they're, they're defending their backsides off in defense on their line in their 20. Then they get the ball and they just look to get through the five tackles, get down there, a nothing kick, and then just do it again. I think they've got to really just, Matt Burton really needs to take control of this team. I think he's been doing it. I think he needs to do it a lot more. I'd love to see an early kick option, send them down there and just say, do what Ben Hunt did in Anzac Day. And it was pointed out beautifully by Cooper Cronk. Two kicks in the first 20 minutes. One was an attempted 40-20 and one was on a kick on tackle too. He, that provides intent. There needs to be intent from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs attack this week. Or not even from their attack, but they're from their mindset and their mentality, intent in their performance to go, look, we're just going to stay here all day. We're going to put in a performance that our supporters are going to be proud of, and we're going to try our very damnest to get the job done. If we look at the other side of the ball, the Tigers, it's a tough game for the Tigers. A lot of people expecting them to win. They're at Leichhardt Oval. Alex 12 plays his 100th game. He sits on 100 tries. Uh, sorry, he sits on 100 games without any tries, and what a moment it would be at Leichhardt Oval if he scored his first try. Um, the Tigers, they've got a very new-look spine. They've got Stafford Tyra at the back. He's been there for a couple of weeks. Obviously, Laurie is out injured. Brooks has done his hamstring as he was finally starting to gain his straps in this season, and Little comes in for Simpkin, who's also out injured. So the Tigers, they're not all there as well. Um, I think they get the job done. I think I really think they do in front of a of what will be a healthy Leichhardt crowd the first time we are going there this year. Um, but it's a really tough performance. Expectation will be on them to get the job done. They just need to put, get out there and put a performance on that will get the job done. I think it'll be a very scrappy game, a low, down, down and dirty game, a, probably a dour affair. If I was a betting man, I'd look to be betting the unders. Um, but both of these sides, they just need a victory. And when you need that, it doesn't matter how it comes. You don't care how you get one. If you just get the two points, that's all you care about. You get in there, you get the two points, you leave and you head back to training on Monday, ready to try and get a little streak together. So it's going to be two teams desperate for a victory, fighting hard to get the job done. And I'm tipping the Tigers get to get the job done at Leichhardt Oval at six o'clock. Eight o'clock on Friday night is two desperate sides in my mind. The Parramatta Eels up against the Manly Seagulls. Desperate, probably the wrong word choice, but two sides who are desperate for a bounce back from what was an extremely disappointing magic round for both of these sides. Parramatta, after a great performance against Penrith, the defending premiers in their own backyard, produced, were defeated by the Sydney Roosters. Um, And Manly... The less said about their performance, the better, to be honest. 38 points to nil against the Broncos. Uh, completely disappointed. They were soft, out-enthused. Um, their middles were, were horrible. Their edge was just... It was a horrible performance, which I think was pretty glossed over in the media. I don't think they've been held accountable to their performance. So I'm really, really looking for a massive bounce-back factor from that squad. They just need to show that they've actually got some pride in their performance and actually are really there willing to put their... Um, sort of body on the line because it appeared that and sometimes on Friday night they weren't a 
uh, willing to do so. Parramatta, I think they got the Roosters at a bad time. I think the Roosters are actually hitting their straps um, in this competition. Um, so, you know, can we read into it too much? I think we can because I think for me it's, it's they get up for the games which they're not expected to win um, against the likes of Melbourne and Penrith, obviously beating both of those sides this season. But when they come up against a side where they're expected to get the job done, such as the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Roosters, they really falter and they don't produce what a performance. It's like they're just going to rock up, um, rock up, get the job done and get out of there. Um, and it's really disappointing to see. It's a great game to see where they t- these two teams are at for mine. Uh, we'll, we'll get a very good understanding of where Parramatta are mentally. And for Manly, this is a big test physically. I think besides the Penrith pack, Parramatta probably have the best pack in the competition. And it's a great opportunity to see where they are physically, um, if they can stand up to that forward pack. I think Jake Jaboyevich really needs a big performance before Origin. I don't think he's been horrible this season, but I don't think he's been at his very best. So he really needs a performance, which is going to um, ensure that he gets an Origin jersey. But not even for that, just for his side. Because um, Manly, they're slowly drifting out of title contention. I didn't have their, them in their in the first place. But for me, they're, they're really struggling to make the eight at the moment. I don't see them in the top four. And there are a few teams around that bottom uh, bottom part of the eight who have really started to solidify themselves. And I don't know if Manly are just there yet. Um, they, they've got to produce a performance on Friday night that is good enough to prove to me that they are there. But in this game, I'm going to lean towards Parameter. I think... They'll be really looking um, to bounce back. Again, this is a game people are expecting Parramatta to win, but they're really going to have to bounce back and get this job done because I think if they lose here, I don't know where we are at with Parramatta. It's just like one of those things where we look at it and we go, "Look, do we get? A, how do we get a read on this club? Do we wait to finals to, to know where they're at? Can we wait that long? Or, we'll, or how? Like, it's one of those things where we just need to... This game will give us a real indication about where Parramatta are at mentally and also with Manly, I think physically. Um, as I said, Parramatta are a very dominant forward pack. Um, so it's a great game. I think Turbo needs to be better. A lot of people talking about how Turbo was injured on the weekend. He was on the field. He was good enough. He was fit enough to play. He just didn't produce a good enough performance. And to be frank, that's uh, and that's just me being honest. I think if you're out there, um, if you're not, if you're not injured enough to come off, you're able to play, then you need to be at your best. Um, and obviously, Turbo wasn't. Many people citing the injury for that fact. I just think he wasn't there on the on Friday night, like many of his teammates were. So they will be needing a massive performance to bounce back. But I'm going to go with Parramatta to get the job done in this contest. Three o'clock on Saturday is the St. George Illawarra Dragons up against the New Zealand Warriors. And... For the St. George Illawarra Dragons, it was a very tough loss in Golden Point up against the Gold Coast Titans at Magic Round. And it was a bit like, what is going on? They all lost their heads. Ben Hunt was screaming at some of his teammates, just not getting them in the right position. And it was it was frustrating to watch. I, I couldn't stand... I, wouldn't want to be a St. George supporter in that extra time period. It was just... It was, it was really hard to watch, I will admit. Um, I thought they showed some flashes. They looked to have got the job done, but they just didn't have the resolve and the strength of mind to really just, when they had the lead, not give it up. Um, and it, and that's, that's really um, disappointing. I hope that um, they really look at this performance as a, as a catalyst for change. 
Um, but it, it seems that they're not going to. Tyrell Sloan has been um, dropped from fullback. He was brought out back in for Magic Round. Cody Ramsey's now playing fullback, and that's that's really embarrassing to me. I don't see Cody Ramsey anywhere near a, a fullback in this competition, um, or even a first grader for that matter. Um, Amone keeps his spot. I thought Amone was pretty disappointing on the weekend. Obviously, had a moment in extra time, which cost him the game. Um, but St. George, they haven't been playing horribly um, the, the last month. This was just a blimp in what has been a pretty good month for them. Um, but it was disappointing to see against a side which they should have beat in the Titans. I'm not too overly impressed with the Titans. Um, so it's it's a disappointing performance from them, and they will need a really big bounce-back factor, and I'm hoping that they really deliver a bounce-back factor against the New Zealand Warriors side, who I've just not been... I've been extremely disappointed with this season. I think on many occasions they've been really poor, um, and I think that, that the job of Nathan Brown should be under question for some of the performances which are being delivered by that squad. Um, you know, I think the scoreline flatters them a lot um, from the weekend. I don't think it was a, a game where it was 32-30. to 30. They scored two, a couple of tries in the last 15 minutes. They gave themselves the chance and probably gave themselves some false hope. Um, they, weren't, they weren't impressive. They didn't, um, they didn't fire for me. Um, and I think it was more of the fact that South switched off um, than them putting up in a performance which was um, which was worth um, that result. Again, yeah, the Warriors, they're just, they've been good in patches. It's just the Warriors are patches. They were a really streaky team. They always have been. Um, they just need that consistency, and I don't know if Brown's delivering that consistency. Um, and I don't want coaches to get sacked. Obviously, it's not a good thing when a coach does get sacked, but it's got to be looked at. Like, you, you, you need to get a response out of some players, um, Sean Johnson in the past couple of weeks, probably Fortnite has been extremely disappointing. Reese Walsh has been impressive. Um, he was obviously the catalyst for that comeback on the weekend. Um, he's been probably, he's definitely been the Warriors best. Um, and they need a lot more from their middle forwards, um, this season. Uh, so I, I, this one's easy for me. I'm going to tip the Dragons, um, because I'm not overly flash hot on the Warriors. Um, he's in 2022, so they get the job done for me. 5.30 on Saturday night is a very interesting contest for mine. It's the North Queensland Cowboys up against the Melbourne Storm. And if you told me that I'd be interested by this contest at the start of the season, I'd call you an absolute idiot because the Cowboys, I had them very down, in fact, at the bottom of the ladder. But they have been extremely impressive this season. Um, and it seems like every week they just go better, better, and better. Um, they've named an unchanged lineup for what seems to be they're like sixth time in a row, maybe. Um, and there's just a lot of continuity in that side at the minute. Everyone's um, knowing their role. Everyone's playing their job. How good's Ruben Cotter been um, in the middle third of that field? Um, he's been fantastic. A revelation in the front row spot, looking to make an origin debut. I think Valentine Holmes has been great at centre. Drinkwater out the back has been a fantastic move. And someone like the Hammer can't even get into that side just with how good everyone is going at the moment. So it's great to see... Um, you know, North Queensland produce um, some fantastic footy. Um, they're an exciting team to watch at the minute because what they do is they they move the ball. They're attacking. Um, Chad Townsend is steering that side around the park really, really well. And Tom Dearden is being the second uh, is being the perfect second foil for a halfback. Um, and it's great to see. Obviously, Tom Dearden a lot of pressure when he was um, 
pinmarked as the the savior of the Brisbane organization. He didn't work out there. Um, he then gets the opportunity to go to North Queensland. Didn't start his career in North Queensland the best. But the move of Chad Townsend up there has really freed him up to play his brand of football and really see um, Tom Dearden's best in season 2022. And it's great to see. Um, Melbourne, they were, they had a number put on them on the weekend. There's no doubt about that. Um, Penrith, 32 points to six, obviously a fantastic performance from Penrith. But uh, Melbourne, yes, they missed pa- Pappenhausen. No Pappenhausen, no Hughes as well. Hughes may or may not play. That's a very interesting one. He's been named in the extended reserves. Um, he will be a game-time decision. I think if he plays, they're a lot better outfit. If not, Cooper Johns comes into the side. Um you know, they were, they were disappointing on the weekend, um, Melbourne. And I think Cameron Munster was really, really adamant that, that, that was this performance was an anomaly. And we know it was an, uh, it is for Melbourne. We don't expect them to, to produce performances like that very often. They were very disappointed in their performance. Um, so a big, big bounce back for them um, this week. I'm expecting them to win um, just, just due to uh, that performance last week. I think this is where we really see where the Cowboys are at. I think they stick with them, the Cowboys. I think they really pr- push um, someone like Melbourne. I think, but I think Melbourne, they just have too much strike, too much power, too much uh, poise. Um, and they've been in hard battled situations before as a side. And, and for the Cowboys, they're finding this all out on their own. A lot of people, a lot of this combination hasn't been in big games together. So they're learning on the run how each other work when the, when the going gets tough. And this will be a good opportunity for them to learn this week, um, learn how they go up against a very good side um, in Melbourne, uh, looking to bounce back of what was a very disappointing performance. So I've got Melbourne bouncing back um, from their defeat um, and getting the job done over the Cowboys. 7.30 on Saturday night is the Sydney Roosters at the Sydney Cricket Ground up against the Penrith Panthers. The Roosters, they were fantastic on the weekend against the Parramatta Eels, and it was their experience mixed with a bit of youth. It, everyone got the job done. I thought Jared Warrior Hargraves played his best game of the season. Luke Keary played his best game of the season. And James Tedesco, well, he is just Dames Tedesco. He produces fantastic performances week in and week out. And on the weekend, it was nothing less. Sam Walker was really, really impressive. A nice little chip and chase. But also his other touches were fantastic. And his defense was also solid. Also, yes, he missed a couple of tackles, but he put his body in front of the defensive line of the attacking um, shape, and he really just put his body on the line and got stuck in. Yes, Papali, he scored two tries. People will look at that and say his defense wasn't there, but his body, he's improving his ability to put his body in the line, his mental toughness, his his real toughness in defense, which I really like to see. I thought Joseph Sawali was fantastic. His carries out of yardage were brilliant. Um, That try where he leaped, over his opposite winger and put the ball down. I sat there and, and thought to myself, mate, that's Israel Folau. Um, it, it looked so much, much like Israel Folau. It wasn't even funny. Uh, a, a fantastic finish, and he's really developing into a, a fantastic winger in this competition. Um, Penrith, well, they were clinical against Melbourne. We talked. I talked about it last week on the podcast that this will be the game of those uh, game of the season, um, and it, it disappointed me a bit. Obviously, the scoreline um, and it blowing out. But it was a fantastic performance from Penrith. Nothing taking away from them. Cleary, Luai, Yo was fantastic. Kick out on the edge. Tager. We could go through that lineup. Every single person in that lineup 
really produced a performance. This contest is it's really you know, I'm I'm sitting on the fence with this contest to be honest. I think I think the Roosters are back. I think the performance against Parramatta, yes, they leaked a couple of points. Um, but I think they're back. I think that's the performance they needed to really um, just set their season off on the right trend. We're sitting there here about the Roosters criticizing their performances, criticizing where they're at. They currently sit in the top four. So we're criticizing a top four side um, for being in the top four. Like they've yes, they've been they haven't had the great start of the season. They lost to the Bulldogs. But I think they're back. And I think they actually, there's a bit of a boil over at the Sydney Cricket Ground. They love playing at the SCG. Penrith, is, I believe it's their first time playing there for a while. Um, so I think the Roosters, they get the job done here in what will be a tough, tough contest. Um, so yeah, I'm going to tip the Roosters to win this one. Um, it's a bit of an upset, uh, but I can just see it happening. I just, I, don't, I just don't know why. I think um, I think the middles of um, the Roosters are going to be up for it. They're going to miss Radley big time. Radley out for up up to eight weeks. They're saying so that's a really big loss for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's a performance. It's going to be a performance which really defines the season for the Roosters. I think if they can get the job done here or just produce a performance which is tough um, and a Roosters performance. They'll really go a long way in solidifying in people's minds that they're here to compete in the competition. And I'm on board. I'm saying um, I'm going to go on the record now to say that the Roosters get the job done and the Roosters are back in a big way in season 2022. Uh, Two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, it is the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the Canberra Raiders. Um, And both teams got the job done in Magic Round, but two very different wins. The Roosters, sorry, not the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, they were up by 20-odd points at halftime, looked to have the game sewed, um, sewed away and, and just looked to cruise um, to the end of the game. So they were pushed by the Warriors very late. I thought in the first half, Cody Walker played his best half of, of footy this season. He was in everything, setting up tries left, right and centre, um, which was great to see. But they just switched off in the second half. I don't know what it was. Uh, Mentality-wise, they just weren't there to keep the job done. And they did a little bit of the Canberra Raiders. You know, we've been critical of the Canberra Raiders. They've been nicknamed the Canberra Faders um, in recent seasons, and that's because of their performances in second halves. And it was a very, very poor performance from Souths in the second half, one which I'm sure they're very, they're not very happy with and one which they will be looking to address this week. The killer instinct of last year, which Souths had, doesn't appear to be there. Again, we keep going back to it, but the loss of Adam Reynolds in that situation, 26 points to six at half time. Does that South team of last year, can, um, does that game go to 32 points to 30? I really don't think it does. On the other hand, the Canberra Raiders, they showed a bit of mental toughness. They finally produced that 80-minute performance, which we've been looking for from that organization against the Cronulla Sharks side, who, yes, weren't impressive, but they've been very, very good Cronulla this season. And they produced a performance which was, um, which was great. Uh, I thought Papali'i played his best game of the year. Joe Tarpany also uh, was fantastic. Um, confusing to me, Jack Whiten back this week. So Brad Snyder gets a spell in reserve grade. I think this is all a part, all part of his development. Uh, Ricky Stewart looking to send back to send him back to reserve grade. I don't think he's been. Um, disappointing in first grade. I think he's been pretty good, but I think it's just the form of Matt Frawley. He's been fantastic the two games he's come in. He wears the seven jersey, and Wolford on debut 
uh, was fantastic for them as well, and he retained his spot in the nine jersey. This contest, I'm looking one way, on, and that's the only way I'm going to go. I'm going to go for South Sydney to get the job done. Um, it's a very, it's a very, very big month for Souths, as I said last week on the podcast. They got the first win, which they needed. This is another win that they need. They just need to get the win in this contest. There's no if, buts, or maybes about that. They have to win, and I'm going for a South Sydney win in Dubbo, um, where this match will be. The final game of the round is the Gold Coast Titans up against the Cronulla Sharks. The Gold Coast Titans, as I said earlier, they broke their um, little um, string of losses on the weekend from a golden point win. Um, Jermaine Asako, a great finish in the corner to win that with one minute to go. Uh, They were the same as the Dragons. They they weren't there in extra time. Golden point. They... They were frazzled. They didn't. It, it didn't look like they had a plan. Um, and this was my biggest concern with with the Titans. Obviously, Golden Point. You look to your to your main man at halfback or or five eight or wherever it may be. Um, they don't seem to have that. They have a lot of rookies in that side. Um, so when games get to uh, that sort of stage, I'm really worried about them this season. But if I'm talking about rookies in that side, I can't go past one player. Jaden Campbell was fantastic on the weekend. He made his return to first grade and didn't he impress? I thought he played his best game in first grade, and that's saying something because he's played a few good games, especially against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he was damaging on kick returns. Uh, he popped, uh, bopped up in certain situations on the field where fullbacks need to be, and he was just damaging with that carry. Um, his, his footwork was superb as well, um, so it was a really good performance from him. Obviously, spending a couple of weeks in Q Cup um, after the injury um, which he sustained. Um, I think that's done him the world of good, um, sending him back there, having that um, sort of further development of his game. And now he comes into first grade. Uh, he's come back to first grade. And he looks just to be really at ease with his game at the moment, looks to understand his game. And that's the biggest test for a rookie, knowing their strengths, knowing their weaknesses, and playing to their strength, strengths whilst also minimizing their weaknesses. And Jaden Campbell did that fantastically on the weekend. Cronulla, well, they produced their worst performance of the year on um, in Magic Round, and, and there's no sugarcoating that. They were extremely disappointing for mine. Um, Nico Hines moved to fullback. Um, Braden Trindle come in the, into the halfback spot. I think this was the wrong decision. I don't understand why you would move a strength of Nico Hines. You've signed him to be your main man at halfback. Yes, you gave him the keys to your attack, and you go, when an injury goes to or Oh, sorry, not an injury, but when a suspension comes to your main fullback, you go, actually, go spend a couple of weeks at fullback. It just confused me. Um, they've they've fixed that this week. Nico Hines returns to fullback. Lachlan Miller goes to the uh, goes to the fullback spot. Nico Hines goes back to halfback. Um, Miller coming from Rugby Sevens. Really excited to see how he goes. He's been tearing it up in New South Wales Cup. Um, so looking forward to him getting stuck in and ready to play uh, a bit of NRL uh, they just really need to bounce back. I think the way we judge teams and, and their, their performances is how they back bounce back from a very poor one. Um, and there's no doubt that it was a very poor one from the Sharks on the weekend. Their attack was very disjointed, running sideways. They were very lateral on the weekend. They just didn't have that directness, which they appeared to have at the start of the season. Uh, but I do think that will be an, that will be a one-off performance. I don't think that will start a trend for them. I think Nico going back to half will really sort that out and fix that. And I'm going to go with Cronulla to get the job done and the victory against the Gold Coast Titans on the Gold Coast. 
So that's all we have time for on the True Blue Sporting Podcast. Just to recap, I've got the Newcastle Knights defeating the Broncos, the West Tigers at home against the Bulldogs, and Alex Twile to finally get that try in game 100. The Eels are too strong for Manly. The Dragons beat the Warriors. Uh, I've got the Storm defeating a very, very tough Cowboys outfit on the no- in North Queensland. I've got the Sydney Roosters upsetting the defending Premiers, handing them their second loss in three weeks. Bit of an upset there, but I'm feeling the Roosters at the moment. South Sydney get the job done in Dubbo, and the Cronulla Sharks defeat the Gold Coast Titans on the Gold Coast. Uh, I'll see you next time on the True Blue Sporting Podcast.